0: How's it going? This is Scott Fish. I co-host a podcast called the Commission Impossible Podcast with Ryan McDowell. We don't exactly go over player values or dynasty trades or potential or rankings or mock drafts, and we usually don't even have guests. We just like to talk about commissioner stuff, so that's what you get. You can learn about lots of different scoring systems, uh, interesting rules, settings, how to set up your playoffs, how to determine draft order, how to determine rookie auction values, things like that. Stuff that commissioners might be interested in, like rivalries or rolling bank rolls or salary caps. We also answer commissioner questions. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, check us out. It's a pretty good listen.
1: listening to the DLF Dynasty podcast where there is no off season.
0: Welcome to another edition of the DLF Dynasty podcast. I'm Dan Myler, with me Matt Price and Ryan McDowell. Fellas, uh how we doing? We we ready to record another episode of the pod? You you fired up, Ryan?
1: So fired up. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. It's Oh, uh, so excited. It, it feels like it's been a while since we uh, since we got together here, so yeah, glad glad to be back together and and ready to talk more dynasty.
0: Yeah, well, for for uh, those who don't follow Ryan on Twitter, Ryan made a trip to South Dakota to visit Mount Rushmore. So so you're away for a minute. Didn't miss a pot, of course, but uh, but a little vacation. Uh, Matt, you are here as well. How's it going?
2: <laughs> I'm more I'm more here than Ryan's beard is
0: anyway. Oh, oh! <laughs> Listen, I'm, for those I'm trying. Of you that okay, can't see us. <laughs> yeah, he's he's trying. Uh, tune in to the the newest episode of the ADP Show over on YouTube, and you can get a glimpse of of Ryan's brand new beard. He's working on it. It's a it's a work in progress <laughs> for a
1: beard rookie, that's, right? That's Ryan? putting it kindly, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh guys, we had a lot of fun doing talking about team building and and startup draft team building. We did a couple of episodes over the last couple of weeks on the topic. And because we had so much fun talking about drafts, we thought we'd try to do the same thing, really the the same angle, but use use auction data. And uh I this is a great idea because there are so many of us as dynasty owners uh, fellas that really lean on auctions and, and love auctions. And it's the reason that probably the thing that gets us most excited about joining a league is, is the fact that it's a startup auction rather than a draft. So what we did is, is we tapped into that DLF auction startup app, pulled a bunch of data, and then built some rosters based off of that data uh, tried tried to build the best au- best roster that we could really. So we're gonna go through that. But first, we should talk Ryan about that DLF auction startup app that we used for this exercise. It's it's relatively new, only been around for uh, a few months. Right around draft time, I think is when when it kicked off. Uh, and it 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 pulls a lot of information from the website and really spits out a number what we expect players to go for in a specific auction. You you input your your league details or your league settings, and it tells you exactly what a player should go for based on the most recent DLF data.
1: Yeah, this is, this is one of our new tools at DLF, as you mentioned, and, and we have released a ton of them over the past few months. Uh, a lot of the tools that you might have found previously at, at FF Statistics, Addison Hayes has brought those with him to dlf and then on top of those we have introduced several uh, other new tools and this is one of them and and dan because i'm like you i'm i'm an auction addict when it comes to dynasty this is probably my favorite tool that we have uh of of the past uh, or of the recent releases i should say but you're exactly right it's it's totally customizable. You can uh, find values for one quarterback or for super flex leagues. you can adjust the the league size, the number of teams, the roster size uh and of course the budget that that you're playing with so all of those things can be adjusted and and fixed for your league settings and then you can even play around with rookies so you can include rookies you can include rookie picks if if that's something your league is doing uh, and you can you can even look at only rookies if you're doing a rookie auction which we've we've been doing those in in our kitchen sink league so really you can use this for almost any type of auction you're going to have in a, in a dynasty league helps you to set that budget and and as you said it just shows you, uh, the ideal price for a player and and then you have to make the decision if you want to go over that budget or or maybe look for some values.
0: yeah, it it really does help you identify values matt you're a, you're an auction guy just like Ryan and myself. In fact, the three of us just finished up the Red List three auction, which you are the commission of. I gotta tell you before that auction kicked off, Matt. Ryan and I spent a few minutes on the, on the DLF auction startup app to try to get a good feel for what these players would go for. As an auction guy for you, how, how, uh, how useful is a tool like this to be able to put together that budget and try to get an idea where, where the values are going to be in your auction?
2: Yeah, it's a really great tool. You know, I mean, obviously auctions are going to go, you know, you're never going to have the same auction twice. That's one of the reasons why they're so great. But this gives you a nice baseline to be able to build that budget. Like you said, whether you want to, you know, build a, you know, a traditional, like your budget is really heavy at wide receivers and you want to throw 60% of your budget at that would be a really heavy wide receiver build, um, something like that, or it just kind of let you play with different budgets amount and kind of in real time and see how that affects the picks that you're going to make, uh, you know, a- after that, how it kind of snowballs and you can plug in numbers for players that you don't win and just kind of track the whole auction that way so it's really a really neat way to kind of basically have like a a mock auction if you if you will with yourself um which you know that's that that it's very hard hard to find a tool like that where you can just go in and and do a, a mock auction we have lots of ways to do mock drafts dynasty we even have sfb mocks you know all all different kinds of mock drafts but it's often very difficult to find uh, a a good way to do a a mock auction one that is valuable to your learning experience especially heading into a, a brand new startup auction so really cool tool that we have there at dlf now
0: yeah you touched on it there Uh, but I want to I want to add to that you mentioned tracking the auction as your auction goes on you can input the data know exactly where what each player goes for and then that data will stay there so you can compare similar players as the auction progresses it's a really neat tool certainly could help you win your next uh win your next auction I guess that's what we're all trying to do uh Matt I I feel like we won the Redlist 3 auction uh there were three (laughs) vampires
2: if Ryan and I teamed up I, I I think we got you in that you did pretty well i think you have definitely you definitely have the most valuable player of the single player of the three teams um so i, I think all three of us did pretty good though considering and i think all three of us are probably going to get a win in year one which is not going to make our our divisions very happy three bud, three wins That's three wins goal. in year one get to three yeah three, first three one would be amazing win this thing Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. So
0: we we touched on it. The the exercise this week is to use that tool that we just talked about. And if you have an auction uh, coming up, be sure to get that DLF subscription. Head over to DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Go to tools and click on the DLF auction startup app. It is a tool that can help you win that auction, get you off on the right foot in your next startup for sure. We use that tool to create – create rosters really we we created 20 player rosters we used a $200 budget and that that Ryan is because you you recently did a tweet uh, trying to find out what auction guys like in an auction budget and surprisingly to me your options I think were 200 400 1000 maybe maybe some others Mo- most of the most of the most of those who weighed in thought a $200 budget would would be best for a startup
1: yeah, and in preparation for this show, I, I just wanted to see what was most common. I knew I knew what was common in the leagues that I've played in, the leagues I've uh, run myself. In Kitchen Sink, we always do $400. I know the Red List leagues are a $1,000 budget, so put uh, obviously put both of those out there as options. And then $200 was uh, the other number that I knew a lot of leagues used. And I, I was with you. I was surprised. We, we got... Around a thousand votes, and uh, about half of those went to that two hundred dollar number. so that's what we used here uh, for this exercise.
0: yeah, so we have a two hundred dollar budget to build these 20 man rosters. We're assuming single quarterback in this once again, 10 man starting lineups and PPR. So before we get into how we built our rosters and how we how we kind of went about the exercise, I gotta know from you guys, Matt. We'll start with you. What what were the benefits to you as you were going through this? We talked about this with the draft. It was a fun exercise. It certainly helped you learn values of players and and finding out where where there are peaks and valleys as far as the values in each round of a startup draft. How does that transfer over to this auction that we're doing this week?
2: Well, it, it's kind of a similar ex- exercise, it kind of lets you play with budget amounts. You know, I, I, We always recommend building your budget based on a percentage per position. I think another way that a successful is successful successful players that are new to auction is to kind of think about it in terms of a round. You know, Your first round pick is going to be exponentially more valuable than the rest of your picks, so you can kind of think about breaking down percentages by a round if it helps you that way. Um, but for us, and once you do more auctions, it sort of starts making more sense to do it by position, and that's what this tool really lets you do. You you know, let's say you want to spend 10% at quarterback. You go ahead and plug that in and see, you know, what you can get for that, what kind of players you can get for that, and then uh, mess with the percentages of the other positions and just see what feels feels good for you. So uh, this lets you do that. Like I said before, this lets you do that in real time to really figure out where you want to nail down because it changes every year in startups. So and it changes every in every league format that you're doing of where you want to distribute that cash. Uh, so this will lets you allow to do that. Let's let you do that and and be, kind of be flexible with how you are building those budgets. So you can see what works for you, whether you're using that round by round approach or or based on each position.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's all about creating that budget. It helps you identify exactly where you want to spend money. Now, obviously, as you said in the intro, Matt, there, there are going to be auctions that go outlandish. There's two huge, uh, huge J.K. Dobbins fans in an auction, so so that one ends up going up, going for way more than what you expect or what the app suggests he should go for. At the same time, you might get a, a veteran because nobody in the room is is really after those kind of guys. You get a big bargain on a on a veteran receiver or something like that. We can, we can't really predict those things, but what this exercise certainly did for me is it created that budget for me. It it really tells you exactly if if you want that running back one in your, to slot in, in that running back one spot, one of those high end guys, uh, you can, you could budget for it. And it'll tell you exactly how much you should, uh, you should put in that RB one spot in that budget. Ryan, how about you? Is there something specific that jumped out to you as you were running through this roster and trying to build the best team you
1: could? I think it was just a good reminder and and honestly the the red list auction that you're referencing there it was also a good reminder of this just the huge difference of the cost for your top tier versus basically your depth or your bench pieces. I mean when you're looking at at those those depth guys really at any position you're going to see very little cost difference uh in them i mean you're going to be able to get all of those guys for uh, again depending on your total budget but you know one or two or or five bucks and it really comes down to uh, how you're going to manage the top of your roster and and the top players you're targeting
0: Absolutely. So let's let's get into this thing. Uh we're going to go position by position as we did with the draft versions of the show and we might as well start under center once again at quarterback because It's really the the backbone of your team, and and a lot of dynasty owners out there are probably saying, man, to get your hands on Lamar Jackson, uh, one of these elite-type quarterbacks. Matt, as we prepared for the show, you mentioned you tried to build a roster with Kyler Murray. It didn't really work out for you. I I think all of our listeners probably understand at this point, Matt, that, that the three of us Probably are going to build around the other positions. Wait for values at quarterback. That that tempting feeling inside of you to grab one of those big quarterbacks at the top and spend the money—it goes away pretty fast when you when you see how the rest of your roster is constructed with that big number at the top.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And even uh, you know, using our one quarterback setting on this DLF Dynasty Auction app. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray's price was right around $15. So I thought that doesn't seem like that much, you know. Uh, I'm going to go and spend... Uh, you know, less than 10% on my on my starting quarterback—that's no problem. So I plugged him in there and started building the roster around. And then you just see how many how, the the value at those other positions that you're just not getting by spending even as little as that much on your quarterback position. So uh, that's really one thing you need to find out, uh, figure out really quick. And in, in a one quarterback league, it it just doesn't seem like it's possible to to make it work to to fill a deep and 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 uh, top heavy roster at the same time where you want to win in year one. It's really hard to do that if you get one of those top quarterbacks and it it affects the rest of your roster and it affects the the long term too it affects you from getting those higher price rookies uh so the, the 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 heavy quarterback approach i have to say as 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 bad as maybe you feel about your draft team when you when you plug in one of those those top guys you know we have Lamar Jackson and uh, Patrick Mahomes going in the second and third round now in startup drafts as bad as that feels like once you're doing an auction and you feel like you just have you have no money to make any other selections you know that, that that just that just makes it hurt all the much all the more whereas in a draft at least if you you spent that high draft capital but you can still take flyers later that doesn't happen in auction you run out of money then you can't have any more players and taking that higher price quarterback drains you of that Money much faster.
0: So, so you were the ultimate bargain hunter, Matt, when it came to the quarterback position. You spent a total of three dollars on your quarterbacks. (laughs) And I, I should say, before we get too far into it, we were forced to take two quarterbacks i realize a lot of dynasty owners would probably only take one uh, in a 20-man league or or even if we were assuming here that we'd we'd fill a 25-man roster with a bunch of one dollar guys at the end we selected 20 we had to take two quarterbacks had to take two tight ends and then fill the rest as as however you really wanted to but matt you you were a cheapskate when it came to those passers uh three total dollars on two quarterbacks tell me about your process
2: there yeah, I went in with you know starting with my percentages for each position. I was like, I want to spend five percent at quarterback and five percent at tight end and I ended up spending less than that. I think I spent about three uh, and a half percent at quarterback. I have something like that. Cam Newton for $2. Uh, obviously, we haven't really talked about him yet, but the news is he just signed in New England. Uh, I think he's probably already the best quarterback in the AFC East, and he hasn't taken a snap in that division yet or for that team. Uh, so at $2, that feels like a good gamble. And then I backed him up with another kind of a reliable backup guy, Teddy Bridgewater, only a dollar. I'm pretty excited. I've talked about uh, what Bridgewater could do in this offense, how terrible the defense is. Joe Brady coming in uh and and able to craft an offense around Bridgewater and those weapons that he has there uh so uh I went super cheap but I still feel pretty good about it in 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 terms of a a year one year two win something like that you know with with those two quarterbacks
0: Ryan I don't know about you but this this feels kind of kind of cheap the app this app it updates in real time the Cam Newton news just broke we're recording on Tuesday night so it's been a day and a half two days this that dollar amount's gonna creep up as the days come on. Over the next few days, Matt got away with one again, right?
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, you know that, that's fair, but we have we have to go with uh, you know we have to go with what we have. I think I think I took advantage of that last time with uh, Alexander Madison, I believe it was. Uh, so yeah, sure, I mean Matt Matt's playing by the rules. I'm on his side this time.
0: <laughs> I gotta I gotta give him a hard time. Uh, we had so much fun with it in the draft episode. So, so Matt, Cam Newton, and Teddy Bridgewater is your backup. Um, that's that's uh, that leaves a lot of money to play with. We'll see what you do with the rest of it. Ryan, you and I went a little different route. We identified a veteran that we're comfortable putting in our starting roster right now, and a guy as a young player that that to kind of team with them to be our long term option. Tell me about your two selections.
1: Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I agree with Matt in general that I wanted to go cheap at the position. I also planned 5% uh, for my quarterback spot. And and you look at guys like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. I I mean, Jackson's $28 in in this, uh, using this tool. Lamar Jack, I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes is $27. So you're talking about well over uh, 10% of your budget on the quarterback spot in a one quarterback league. And I mean, I, I I just can't see a way to to do that and um, and build the type of roster I would want to build. So I agree with Matt there. I went uh, pretty far down the list uh, and grabbed Daniel Jones uh, as that that young guy. Only four dollars uh, according to this, and he uh, you know he could certainly be ready in in 2020 to be my starter. But just in case he's not. I also added uh, Ben Roethlisberger for just $1 uh, as the veteran starter and, and kind of placeholder until Jones is ready.
0: Yeah, I like what you did there. That's something I typically do in these single quarterback leagues. There were a lot of options as that veteran placeholder as you put it there Ryan we saw Drew Brees for two dollars Matt Ryan for five Matthew Stafford for four Roethlisberger you selected at a dollar Tom Brady was a dollar as well the guy I selected was Aaron Rodgers he's only three dollars so he's that placeholder that guy I'm comfortable putting in my starting lineup and then I then I added some some ultimate youth really I took Joe Burrow just $5 I considered Daniel Jones uh Tua was also $5 uh even Sam Darnold's 3 at $3 and Carson Wentz just $6 according to the DLF app really there's just so much value down there a little farther um I I tried to do the same thing you did Matt I I plugged Kyler Murray in there at $15 Deshaun Watson at $14 or Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson, right around $13. You lose so much at the other positions, which we'll get to that. It, it just screams value to, to find those three, four $5 options spend less than 5% at the position. I think I spent the most at the position with a $3 and a $5 option. That's only $8 in a $200 uh auction budget I, I felt pretty good about what all three of us did uh at quarterback. So with that, we each selected two quarterbacks. We also have to put two tight ends on our roster. Ryan, tell me about your philosophy here. Where you spent, where you maybe maybe held back a little bit of money for other positions as well.
1: Yeah, again in a in a non tight end premium league and <clears throat> and that's that's what we're going with here. This is another spot where I want to try to save some money and really just like quarterback there are uh, there are several strong options. You've got Kittle and Kelsey at the top. Their, their costs are similar to what we talked about with Jackson and Mahomes, both costing uh, over 25 bucks out of that $200 budget. So uh, even with the advantage they give you in your lineup, those were not really guys I considered, um, again, looked further down the line and, uh, I added, I targeted Hayden Hurst, uh, at $3 and Tyler Higby at five bucks. I think both of those, you know, you know, certainly some risk with them as, as they're relatively unproven, uh, with uh, both of them kind of showing out, uh, late last season and, and the Hurst trade, uh, opening, opening him up to, a larger role in, in that offense. So, uh, but I love the price tag on those guys and uh, $9 or eight or $9 combined on them. Plus the, uh, the, the cheap route at quarterback leaves me with uh, tons to spend at running back and wide receiver.
0: Ryan, I got to know, because you you're one of those guys that like some of these young tight ends across the league the guys like Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson the list kind of goes on and on were you tempted to dip into that spend spend a few extra bucks to to maybe upgrade the talent a little bit
1: and then still keep the youth um yeah i think those guys are are certainly tempting we see uh, we see Zach Ertz the tight end 5 uh, based on this data, and he's he's $13. And then we see a, a bit of a drop-off. You mentioned Fant. He's $9. Uh, Goddard is another guy I would normally target, $8. TJ Hawkinson, $7. Uh, so those, those guys are all tempting. But basically, I went uh, with two guys who I thought could be starters for me, uh, but were as cheap as possible.
0: Yeah, cheap as possible, and still have a little bit of upside with both of those guys. Higby showed it towards the end of last season, and then Hayden Hurst with his his new opportunity as well. Both guys that I considered, I ended up going a different way. I tried to save as much money as possible at tight end as well. I took Jared Cook, really the same philosophy as I took at quarterback. The the placeholder, the guy that I can... uh, put in my starting lineup every single week and feel really good about. That feels like a Jared Cook. Only $2 saves me a lot of money. And then as a backup, I, I grab the guy with a little bit of upside and a lot of youth. That's Irv Smith Jr., a guy we talked about in the last couple of episodes. Just $4. So again, I spend a little bit more money on the youth, the guy I expect to be on my bench. Uh, spend spend a little less on the guy that can that can that I, I can place in my starting lineup. Uh, in week one of year one and, and try to compete with. Matt, it seemed like you did a little bit of the same with your veteran and youth approach.
2: I did, yeah. I spent two bucks on Gronk because I, I think once you get down outside of the, 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 the really sexy names that tight in, like all you're really looking for is a touchdown on a week-to-week basis, especially in a non-premium league. So I think Gronk is you know, just as likely as a score, a bunch of touchdowns as, as maybe the rest of the league is uh, even though he hasn't played football in a while. Um, and you're going to have him, So I have him for, you know, a, a one year starter, maybe two, if I get lucky. And then I followed that up with another $2 player in Jay Sternberger, who we've talked about quite a lot on the show and his opportunity coming up in, in 2020. Um, so, so yeah, pretty much the same approach as you and it allowed me to spend $7 out of a $200 budget total to fill two positions with players that I think are going to produce for me and, and year one. Uh, and, $193 for the positions we really care about.
0: Yeah, that's that's the dream that we can save all the money at these positions and uh and use it on the positions that really matter. And and obviously, guys, there's there's not gonna be anybody else in the auction that's doing the same thing. So we're gonna be able to grab Sternberger <laughs> for two bucks and Hearst for three bucks. Uh that's it always goes our way for sure. It's interesting, fellas, because there were I, I wrote down four potential names. As my tight end too, it was Jay Sternberger for two bucks, Irv for four bucks, Hayden Hurst for three bucks, and then Chris Herndon for two dollars. So, so I gotta say I agree with your selections.
2: We sort of did that though. I mean, I, th- I, 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 I don't quote me, but I think it was like seven or eight bucks I spent on Jay Sternberger and the Red List three auction. That's a that's a two two points per uh, reception tight end league, and he was eight bucks in a thousand dollar budget. So basically the same price, right? yeah cheap cheap so, is good so you can right? do it you can you can do it you can fill these these onesie positions even in premium leagues for for very cheap and still get usable points out of it
0: absolutely and a little bit of upside as well uh let's talk about the running back position fellas before uh before we move into wide receivers which all of us splurged a little bit on i thought but I guess you could say the same at the top of our running back depth charts, Ryan, because really we we all tried to identify the way it looks to at least two running backs that had both youth and a lot of upside uh, and, and really, really, uh, really grab the same guy, I guess. I don't know a better way to put it. We all, we all ended up with Miles Sanders as our running back one at $32 beyond that Ryan what was your what was your philosophy at running back as you built this roster
1: yeah you you pretty much nailed it there that uh, I wanted uh, youth at the position I wanted at least two um, two guys who could be the anchor of my team not only for uh, 2020 but long term uh, and and with running back we know when we say long term we're only talking about three years uh, and if we get more than that, we're, we're feeling pretty good. So uh, again, you look at the top of the uh, list and, and the big four or five, however you, you want to break it down. uh, Those guys were their price tag. I should say were pretty, it was pretty imposing Christian McCaffrey at, at $51, basically a a quarter of your budget. Same thing with Saquon Barkley, Uh, a little bit of a discount with Zeke and Kamara, but, uh, but not much. So, uh, yeah I I chose Miles Sanders as my RB132 dollars <throat> um, for a guy who I think could be breaking into that top tier uh, of dynasty running backs over the next year uh, that that 10 15 twenty dollar discount from the other guys that we've talked about is, is huge and and allows me to add some uh, some other depth to the position uh, so I went with Sanders as my top guy, and then uh, rookie J.K. Dobbins as the RB2, and, and those were really my my two expensive backs.
0: Yeah, and, and again, tried to get the youth, tried to get a guy that could be uh, not only the, the cornerstone of your team, but the cornerstone of their particular NFL franchise, as well. All three of us really did the, that my second guy to go along with Miles Sanders, I chose Jonathan Taylor and I guys, I tried so hard to take that, that small discount that you just talked about, Ryan with Saquon Barkley, where, where McCaffrey was going for 51 and, and you can get Barkley for 50 or 49, whatever it might've been. I I wanted that. I wanted that break. I, I wanted to get him in as, as that running back one on my roster I just didn't like the way it treated the rest of the roster as a whole. So after after going down to Miles Sanders, still getting that running back one, a guy that I agree with you, Ryan, could, could become one of those top echelon type of running backs, I wanted to grab another guy that was just like that. And if there's... Another potential Saquon Barkley that's in the league, I think it's Jonathan Taylor, another powerful running back that hits the hole hard and and is really difficult to bring down. He could be moving up big time, uh, I don't know if he's going to get the same kind of uh, kind of opportunity as Saquon Barkley in his rookie season because of the depth chart there in Indianapolis. But Jonathan Taylor seemed like a bargain. He was a little bit more expensive than even Miles Sanders. Sanders was $32. I got Jonathan Taylor for $35. I'll pair those two guys together create that duo that I need at the top of my roster Matt you did the same thing you you added Miles Sanders early then you dipped back into running backs with another big splurge and and then did it again for a third time
2: yeah I decided to go I mean it this is typical of a lot of my auction bills. I, I like to go very top heavy on them. Uh, and I certainly did that. I kinda I wouldn't say I copied Ryan. I actually tried to uh, start out with, with Taylor and Edwards Hilaire, but I just needed that those extra five, six dollars to fill out my roster. So I dropped down and did pick Sanders. I think he is you know, he's kind of the, the last guy in, in a tier in terms of how the how the prices shook out uh, with the app. I would argue he's closer to the top end of that tier. So he absolutely seemed like the best value on the board of those top 10 to 12 guys and then I, I wanted to continue with the youth approach there so I also took Dobbins uh, again uh, a little bit more expensive than the rest of them in this tier uh, kind of kind of in a tier of his as, own as we qualified them in rookie drafts lately honestly just between Sanders and, and Eckler down at $25 so a little bit more expensive than him kind of in a tier of his own uh, and then I went back to the rookies again with Cam Akers down at $24 and, and really once I got there I decided that I wasn't going to really waste a lot of time with, with, with the really cheap backs, the the, the complete flyers if you will. Uh, So I I, I went one more for my running back four. I went ahead and grabbed Kareem Hunt at $14 who I think is going to be a nice flex option this year and we've talked about how he has multiple avenues to to value and production uh, both in 2020 and in the future. So like that finished up my running back uh, core with him and then I'll just just keep going since there's only one guy left. Um, I grabbed Madison uh, later with only $6. Again uh, uh, kind of an upside play if, if for some reason cook doesn't i don't think i think cook is probably going to play but for some reason he doesn't hold out then you have him there and then you always have the injury concern with him so madison for six dollars feels like an easy way uh again for a guy that's have multiple paths to success in 2020
0: Matt, I, th- I think he added one more running back, a real cheap oh, one late. Oh, I did. Really late. You're
2: right. I lied to you guys. I did get a cheap one. Uh, again, just like Madison, but but cheaper and more of a long shot. Travion Williams, just in case that mix and holdout becomes a real thing. So I lied. I did take one one cheap, super cheap guy.
0: Yeah, but you're depending on that youth, those guys that you invested in with with big chunks of money. Miles Sanders at thirty two dollars, J.K. Dobbins at twenty eight dollars, Cam Akers at twenty four dollars, and even Kareem Hunt at fourteen dollars. Probably in your starting lineup, considering we're we're really we're really starting ten in this league. Uh, a nice build for sure, built around the running back position, which isn't really common for you, Matt. It's true. Yeah, i want yeah, to do something you, different that you, you
2: guys saw so so you guys went heavy wide receiver i kind of wanted to go heavy running back just to see how it played out
0: well it's just going to be a couple minutes but we're going to get to those wide receivers and you found a lot of value there as well built a nice team for sure but we'll touch on that in a minute ryan after miles sanders and jk dobbins you you waited a little while You you spent a little less at the position beyond that tell me about the rest of your build at the running back position the depth that you tried to add
1: yeah. The rest of my running backs really are just depth. Uh, meaning I wouldn't, I wouldn't project them as of this time to be starters for me. Uh, I also, uh, went with Alexander Madison at six bucks. I have some of those same Dalvin cook concerns. So he's, uh, we've talked about that already. He's a target of mine in, in every league. Um, and then just, just, some guys I view as high upside backups: Anthony McFarland, only three dollars. And again, we're talking about a two hundred dollar budget here. Tony Pollard, three dollars as well. Uh, I couldn't couldn't come out of a startup without um, my guy Len Bowden for just two dollars. And then I uh, Matt went with Travion Williams for a dollar. I went with the veteran option for the Bengals: Giovanni Bernard for one buck.
0: Yeah, you you found some value there. Certainly guys with some upside and the, the opportunity maybe to add to that value down the road become part of their offense. I did a lot of the same types of things. After Miles Sanders at $32 and Jonathan Taylor at $35, I, I don't really plan on having to use any of the other running backs on my roster. I added Antonio Gibson. Same thing you were talking about there, Ryan. High upside, young player, lots of youth, opportunity to potentially get on the field a little bit in year one and create a role for himself. Uh, added Anthony McFarland for the same reasons, just like you did, Ryan. He was $3. And then I, I, I really tripled down on that r- rookie running back trend, took Joshua Kelly for 2 bucks. Uh, late to to round out my running back core, typical build for me. Uh, I like to invest highly at at those starting positions. Running back one, running back two. This is a start two running back type league. That's what we had in our starting lineups, where you had to put two. Sometimes I would like to do what you did there, Matt. Add that third running back to have some depth. Maybe even handcuff one of my guys if I needed to and there was a high upside guy directly behind one of our starters. I went a different way in this one. Just grabbed those those really shotgun effect. All those, those three rookie running backs, Gibson, McFarland, and Kelly. There were a few others. Chase Edmonds I considered. He's just $2. Bowden, who you mentioned, Ryan, $2. And then Tony Pollard, who you grabbed as well. Uh, And then Darrington-Evans was $3 as well. Those were all targets of mine. I chose Gibson, McFarland, and Kelly. Before we get to those wide receivers that we built our teams around, fellas, let's talk about our friends over at DynastyOwner.com. Do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Well, here is your chance to prove it. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty Owner is for the smart, elite fantasy football player. There is no off-season in Dynasty Owner. The rookie draft matters. Free agency matters. Every contract matters. Come to a startup draft in 2020 using actual NFL player contracts and salaries. Then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft and by trading players and rookie draft picks. Win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. That's all over at www.dynastyOwner.com. Click over there and check it out today. Guys, we've built our quarterbacks, our tight ends, and our running backs. Now it's time to invest in these wide receivers. These guys that are going to catch passes and, and really score lots of points in this PPR league. Matt, you spent big time at running back. You, you added multiple top-tier type guys, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dabbins, and Cam Akers to go along with Kareem Hunt. You had to save a little bit of money at that wide receiver one. You still got the youth, still got the big upside, certainly a big play threat. Talk to me about your wide receiver one, and then dabble in those next couple guys that are, that are going to be in your starting lineup week in and week out to start this franchise.
2: Yeah, I spent just over 50% of my budget at running back, so I knew I was going to take a little bit hit at the top end of the wide receiver position, but I think I still did pretty good. Uh you know we we know how deep the wide receiver position is right now once you get past those uh, elite guys you get into the young elite guys right and that's where kind of I started my build with with DK Metcalf at just $21 uh, just over you know like 10.1 percent of my budget uh, followed that up with uh, with another uh, about the same price range $21 for Allen Robinson so I wanted to, to stick with I actually had Ridley plugged in there first Dan I thought that was a good value of uh, spoiler alert I know you got him uh, everybody's shocked I'm sure um, but I kind of wanted to grab that <laughs> that alpha guy you know Ridley I think is going to produce, produce just fine there and certainly is better from a youth perspective and certainly from an offensive perspective as well but Robinson showed what he could do last year as the alpha once he finally got integrated in that offense and I don't know if we're calling Foles a, like a serious upgrade over Trubisky but it seems like he's probably some kind of small upgrade just uh, you know assuming he wins the the starting job there so uh went a little bit older uh, but then followed up that up with some more youth Marquise Brown as my wide receiver. Receiver three for uh, for fourteen dollars there, so that rounded out my starting group. Uh, and again, I didn't spend up for one of those those top guys, but but I just don't think you need to do that this year at the wide receiver position. You can still uh, form a pretty great starting roster uh, with just uh, you know thirty to forty percent of your budget.
0: Yeah, and you did it. I like what you did there. When I looked over your roster, I thought, wow, DK as his wide receiver one, that's not a typical Matt Price approach, but I like how you rounded it out. You mentioned A-Rob at $21 and Marquise Brown, the big play threat, as your wide receiver three. I did, I did, I I took a similar approach, but I did upgrade that wide receiver one. I, I went from DK Metcalf up to DJ Moore. So you spent $21. I went all the way up to $31 at that wide receiver one, again, adding youth and a guy that I feel like could jump to the top of the wide receiver ranks and could be, could that could happen as soon as 2020. So DJ Moore is my wide receiver one. I followed that up, of course, with Calvin Ridley. This is the only auction I seem to be able to get him at market value <laughs> because everybody knows I'm a Ridley guy, and if I'm in on him in an auction, they know they could bid me up a dollar or two at a time. Uh, so grab Ridley, Ridley at $21, same price as A Rob. And then my wide receiver three was just like yours, Matt. I took Marquise Brown for fourteen dollars. Like the value that he presents. I think I grabbed him in one of the startup drafts as well that we did over the last couple of weeks. So DJ Moore, Kelvin Ridley, Marquise Brown, really the cornerstone wide receivers on my roster. But I, I built a lot of depth at the position as well. Ryan, I know you did the same thing as well. So tell me about your top three wideouts.
1: Yeah. In in this format, I want wide receiver to be the strength of my team. And, um, I mean, just, just looking at all of our rosters, this, this is why I love auctions so much. I mean, we each basically avoided the players that are, um, going in the first round of most dynasty startups, but we loaded up on those guys that are second and third rounders and uh, without some, some difficult trades that's not really possible in a startup draft in an auction you can get five guys that are uh second and third rounders uh, if you know if you want and if you if you uh set your budget that way so i i just love auctions just just a little reminder of that but uh, <laughs> at the wide receiver position again want that to be the strength of my team and i think it is went with dj moore as my top guy as well uh, like you dan uh I, Chose also Amari Cooper as wide receiver two. He was $27 and uh, matched Matt with DK Metcalf. But for me, he's my wide receiver three, not my wide receiver one. So uh, I really just want, um, wanted those players, not just at wide receiver, but uh, wide receiver and running back and really tight end as well, who I can see gaining value in the coming year.
0: Yeah, and you got a lot of them on your roster already, Ryan. I think you added a few more throughout the rest of your wide receiver depth, guys with upside and youth, which is really the, the theme of all of our rosters, I would say. Let's go beyond those starting three fellas. And, Matt, I like what you did because you you added DK and A-Rob and, and Marquise Brown, of course, but you thought there was a little room in the budget for some youth, some some extreme youth, and, and a guy with the ultimate upside, with your fourth guy at the wide receiver position.
2: Yeah, I ended up I think taking five rookies, which is not my general general philosophy in a startup draft or auction, but it, it just seemed to work out here. I went ahead and grabbed C.D. Lamb, uh, a guy that I have plugged into a flex right now, but I have some you know older guys down on the roster that might actually end up starting there. Uh, but I do think Lamb is going to be startable in year one, so it was kind of a counterbalance a little bit to grab it, spinning up a little bit at eight on age with with Allen Robinson and then some of my my older veterans that are going to be on my bench. Uh, so I wanted to go back to the to the youth well there with cd lamb and he's my only I, I, if if i was going to have this team and it was actually going to be my starting lineup he would be the only wide receiver flex that i that i have the other two are going to be those running backs since i spent up at that position
0: yeah so your starting lineup is pretty much nailed down already cam newton at quarterback have a nice backup as well with teddy bridgewater and then miles sanders jk dobbins cam Akers, and kareem hunt in your starting lineup uh, at wide receiver, DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson, Marquise Brown, and CD Lamb, and then your tight end is Gronk, of course. Certainly a nice starting lineup, and we'll get to those those fill in guys here in a moment because you added a few of those guys. Matt Ryan, talk to me about your fourth, fifth, and sixth guys, really, because unlike Matt, you are you're plugging a bunch of these wide receivers into your starting lineup right away, try to get some production out of these guys.
1: Yeah, I talked about uh, waiting uh, or, or spending down at the running back position after my top two. So of course that means I need some some wide receiver depth that I can start. And uh, just kind of went with a volume approach here. Deontay Johnson, Miko Hardman, both of those guys, uh, $8 each and players that I think are in for big uh, second years uh, and, and they are guys that I think could be every week starters. Uh, and then, a, a, just a cheap veteran, not, not a player that I necessarily expect to gain value, but, uh, I do expect him to produce John Brown for just $4 would be my last starter.
0: Yeah. And you did, you added a couple of guys after that, that could potentially fill in for one of those guys if they're not productive early. We'll get to those guys in just a minute. I took a similar approach after taking DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, and Marquise Brown as my top receivers. I tried to sprinkle in a lot of wide receiver depth just like you guys, or at least like you, Ryan. Uh, Michael Gallup is my fourth wide receiver. He's just $12. I think he presents a big value. A guy that could potentially go for less than what the the DLF startup auction app might suggest because all the news and everything happening in Dallas, he's not that far away from getting another opportunity in another NFL city. Uh, And, and, you know, Matt, I know you mentioned that you expect – uh cd lamb to be productive as a rookie i think there's probably going to be some flashes of that but i don't think michael gallup is going away anytime soon he's a guy i'm investing in this offseason if i get a chance i did it here at twelve dollars as my wide receiver four after that did the same thing that ryan did i took Nicole hardman as my fifth wide receiver he's plugged into a flex as well just eight dollars i like his upside think there's a good chance of a big breakout in year two for him in kansas city and then uh, really dipped into that same, that same pool of players. Darius Slayton at $8 as well. Another guy that I expect to improve on his rookie season. He'll get a big opportunity in New York, and I think he's a nice guy to have in your flex, especially if you add some depth behind him, some veteran pieces that could fill in if if one of those guys like Nicole Hardman or Darius Slayton don't necessarily work out in year one. So, Ryan, I, I kind of overlooked your starting lineup. It was Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, then Miles Sanders, and J.K. Dobbins at running back. Your tight end is Tyler Higby, and then a slew of wide receivers DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Nicole Hardman, and John Brown. Got some depth to add to that as well here in a minute. My starting roster, I went with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. That was followed up at running back with Miles Sanders and Jonathan Taylor. I have Jared Cook as my starting tight end. And then I added six wide receivers that I'll be t- depending on as well. DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Marquise Brown, Michael Gallup, Miko Hardman, and Darius Slayton. Let's talk a little bit about the depth at wide receiver that we added, fellas. And we all kind of took the same approach. We wanted some youth. We wanted some guys that could t- potentially fill in as well. Matt... You talked about your wide receiver approach and and how you got those guys to depend on early. You added CeeDee Lamb. You're probably thinking him as a flex, but you got some other guys that could fill in if CeeDee Lamb isn't getting it done in year one.
2: Yeah, I I went with uh basically all my entire bench is a dollar except for two players. Madison already mentioned. I grabbed Curtis Samuel at at $5. That's kind of a hedge against more, you know, uh 6 times cheaper than DJ Moore. I'm not sure about the the production is going to be 6 times that of what Curtis Samuel is going to do in 2020. Um so I like that value quite a bit. And then I did I, I spent a bunch of I, I threw a bunch of dollars at, at players. Uh some rookies in there with with Antonio Gandy Golden and uh, Quintes Cephas but I also threw a dollar at Antonio Brown because why not for a dollar I, it's, it might be a wasted pick probably is but if he does land with Seattle or Baltimore for some reason uh, he's going to be a fantasy starter. In fact, he's probably going to be what? What are we going to put his floor at? A wide, like a wide receiver two finish as a floor, probably. I would say. So if you can get that for a dollar, throw that as your last, your last, you know, the last buck you throw on the auction board for some reason. That seems like a, a, a bet I'm willing to make. Uh, and then another super old guy, Deshaun Jackson, came out in Week One in 2019 and, and and had a huge game. And then of course was hurt the whole rest of the season. And yet we know they've added uh, Jalen Rager and, and some other receivers there uh, uh, in in Philadelphia, but I think Deshaun Jackson is going to live up to what we thought he was going to do in 2019, and again, for just a dollar, probably only a one-year solution, but if CeeDee Lamb doesn't work out in year one, then he plugs in nicely into one of those flex positions, Uh, and then uh, with another dollar player and Josh Reynolds, uh, Brandon Cook has moved on uh so we we have of course Cooper Cup and and, and uh uh Robert Woods there uh filling out the, the top two and if they do go with that that 12 personnel dominant offensive scheme like they did towards the end of 2019 then Reynolds might be a wasted pick but if he does fill in he, he's been productive when he's been on the field as a in a starting role so if they do go back to that that those three wide receiver sets as a base offense then he could have some value um And that was pretty much it for for wide receiver. Uh, My backups were a mix of veterans that could plug in for CeeDee Lambs while he develops and uh, a couple of of dark throw type guys uh, to round out the roster there.
0: Yeah, I like what you did there, Matt. And and I have a list of guys like depth wide receivers that I wanted, and you hit on a whole bunch of them. Uh, Really everybody that you selected there, all $1 and $2 type players. But guys, either with that upside or that you could plug into a lineup, Deshaun Jackson, I know we were investing in him in that red list auction that we talked about. Josh Reynolds, I like his short term and long term upside, really, in Los Angeles. So he was on my list as well. And then guys like Gandy Golden and Quintess Seafest, young players that you're, like you said, just throwing a dart, it's a dart throw. But uh, if you hit, that that could be a big win, and if you don't, it's just the first guy you drop when you're when you're looking to add somebody later in the year or even next year when the rookie draft comes around. I did a lot of the same thing after having those those young players, those those second year players, really second and third year players in my flex with Gallup, Hardman, and Slayton. I thought I wanted to mix in a lot like you did, Matt, mix in some veterans with. Some youth and and some guys with upside. Uh, I went with Anthony Miller five dollars. He was he's a guy that I I kind of feel the same thing with those other players. I took at at the flex position. Thought I think there's a breakout that could potentially happen. I wish the quarterback situation was better. I wish I had more faith in that that coaching staff but anthony miller is a guy i've had my eye on all offseason i've been trying to add him and at five dollars it felt like a value i also added john brown for the same reasons that Ryan mentioned, a veteran value, probably not going to gain a lot of value, but a guy you can put in your starting lineup. Did the same thing with Emmanuel Sanders at $3, a guy that I could depend on, put in my starting lineup right away. Maybe Darius Slayton or Nicole Hardman aren't producing early in 2020. Emmanuel Sanders should be and a guy I can depend on. I also took Randall Cobb for the same role. I think he's going to catch a lot of passes. He's paid like a wide receiver one, that's for sure, down there in Houston. he, uh, he He's not a flashy wide receiver one for sure. He's going to catch a lot of passes down there, and to get him for a buck uh, doesn't feel too bad. And then my final guy, kind of the same line of thought that you mentioned Matt with Josh Reynolds. I took Van Jefferson. I paid paid up for I, I paid up for him. I paid two dollars. You paid just a dollar for Reynolds. Van Jefferson is really the the long term approach to that same philosophy that you used with Reynolds. There's gonna be an opportunity down the line in Los Angeles. I don't know for sure that it's gonna be Jefferson, but he's a great route runner, really seems to fit into what the what the Rams wanna do. I think he's gonna fit in good and he's a value for two dollars. So I added a lot of wide receivers Got a couple of young guys, and then some some veterans that I can depend on if I need to. Ryan, you did a little bit of the same. you you mixed sprinkled in the veterans with the youth that you usually add.
1: Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to do that um, in this exercise because again, you can you can just kind of cherry pick the the veteran values that you like and even if you like to build your team around the high upside youth. Sometimes you, ju- you just can't resist, whether it's an auction and you spend a dollar or a couple dollars on a guy, or if you're talking about that late round uh, draft pick in a startup draft. Uh, but with so many wide receivers in my starting lineup, I only end up with three on my bench. Uh, Brian Edwards for $7, uh, a rookie that I, I think pretty highly of. I've been targeting him in uh, all of my leagues, really. Uh, and then along with him, a couple veterans, Robbie Anderson and James Washington, both at $3 each. Uh, Washington pairs with Deontay Johnson, who I also added, and uh, that, that's an offense I want to invest in. And, and to get both of those guys for $11 total, uh, I think makes sense. I'll, I'll end up with at least one fantasy starter there.
0: Absolutely. I I like what you did for sure, Ryan. Lots of guys in that starting lineup at wide receiver that freed up some dart throws at running back on that bench and and some guys that you think have upside. Uh, We we all took a little bit different philosophies, fellas, but Matt, first from you, I got to know, any closing thoughts, anything that you came away from this exercise with that you didn't already have?
2: Um, (laughs) I've done a lot of auctions, Dan. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I guess it, 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 this exercise kind of really, uh, it, it kind of lets you play around with team builds and that's really the kind of the point of auctions in general, right? Is to be able to craft the team that you want, uh, and not be kind of pigeonholed by your draft pick. Yeah, you can move around in drafts more than you can maybe trade for, for auction assets, uh, so that's that's one reason I think that a lot of people prefer startup drafts to auctions, uh, is that is that trading aspect. But I think it's a it's a big sacrifice for not being able to get the exact players that you want. Uh, and if you're willing to be flexible with your budget, you know that's a little bit more difficult. I think when you're when you're doing your first couple of auctions, once once you've done, you know a handful of auctions, you start learning what you can do, how you can play with your budget. Maybe you want to go up two or three percent at wide receiver, uh, uh, because you've you found some value at running back or vice versa. You you know, so being able to play around with that. And that's what I did with this tool. You know, you plug in a a, a roster that players that you really, really want. Like, let's say you, like like I did, like you want to, you want to go for a stud quarterback. You know, that's not the the standard thing that we do in one quarterback leagues, but maybe it's just something you want to do for your team. So you can plug him in and see what that does to the rest of your roster construction. So uh, that was one takeaway for me, I guess, is just being able to play with those budgets. And, and, uh, you know, as you go through the players and see what those prices are going to be at a really, allows you kind of to zero in on what kind of team you want to build uh, and you can do it the other way too you know uh, you can say that I want to go completely youth heavy in an auction and and, and grab every 20 first round rookie I've seen some people do that uh, so it's just again it just kind of drives home that auction is is really the way to build the team that you want in your startup uh, draft and that's the the most important event in a league is that startup uh, so build the team that you want and, and do more auctions
0: yeah it's fair. Everybody's got the first, number one pick. You can get the guy you want if you really want him. The thing for me, guys, is that I recommend doing this exercise and, and consulting the app on DynastyLeagueFootball.com because it really gives you a good idea of what to expect. And then once the bullets start flying and you, you see these bids uh, coming in hot, you you realize quickly that, that they're... This is a really active room. People are spending on the big names. I can wait back and I feel like I'm going to get those values later on or vice versa. Everybody's trying to figure out what what value every player, what the what the market is and and how that's being set and there might be an opportunity to jump in right away and grab a stud for less than market value. Ryan, anything from you that you took away from this exercise?
1: Yeah, I'm 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 glad we uh, we bested Matt in the real league we're in because I think he got us on this one. I'm looking at his roster and I'm a little jealous. <laughs> he made one mistake. Oh yeah, Ryan.
0: he he flopped out uh, Calvin Ridley for a yeah. so <laughs> slight downgrade there. That's
1: fair, but um, <laughs> yeah, just I mean, you guys before we started recording, you guys both talked about how, how long you spent um preparing this and, um, how many, how many attempts you went through. And we talked about on the previous episode, when we did the draft version of this, that it, it felt like building a DFS roster. And, um, I I approach this, like I, like I approach DFS. I, I did my one roster and and walked away from it, which is probably why I'm not a very good DFS player, but, um, it, (laughs) it really just does remind you of, of, how many options there are in a, when you are in an auction league and um, you know, like DFS, there's a lot of builds. You have to be prepared. You've got to know what uh, percentage you want to spend on, on what position. And that's going to change when you're in the auction. So when it changes, you have to make sure that you're adjusting that budget. Don't just, uh, don't just overspend and, and assume it'll work itself out. Yeah, good advice for sure. It was a fun
0: exercise. Uh really all three of the last handful of weeks uh were that was a lot of fun. It's a it's fun to go through and take a look at values and and find out what players are worth especially right before that startup. So if if you have one scheduled, head over to dynastyleaguefootball.com whether it's a draft or uh or an auction. Uh there's lots of tools over there. We can help you out. Uh click on that auction tool, find out these values. And, and really build your ideal roster ahead of time so you know exactly what you want to accomplish when, when those bids really really fire off and start, start flying. Uh, for Ryan and Matt, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening to this episode of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. We'll catch you again next week.